You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and this week we are focusing on the Hot Dogs Festival normally held in Toronto but this year being held in all of Ontario because it had to go virtual because of COVID-19 but that it gives the opportunity to expand the audience from just downtown Toronto to the whole of Ontario and uh, there are three movies that have come across the Atlantic that are involved in hot dogs this year that will be screened. Uh, two full feature documentaries and one short. And uh, we've been hearing the background to some of those. Well, that's going to continue because we're now going to hear from Zlata Filipovic and Kara Holmes about Welcome to a Bright White Limbo. And Hot Docs is running from May 28th to June 6th. Uh, the movies will be available up until, I think, June 20th. And the website is hotdocs.ca. So I'm delighted to have uh, Zlata and Kara in studio with me. Thanks a million for coming along. Thank you for having us. <laughs> so, um, welcome to a bright white limbo. What have we got here? And who's going to tell me about it to start with? Um, okay, well, uh, <laughs> I'll start. Um, it is a short documentary about a dancer called Una Doherty, and Una is based in the north of Ireland, outside Belfast, at a kind of seaside town called Bangor. Uh-huh. Um, and really, it's, it's kind of like a, a profile documentary about her as a dancer, her as a creator, performer, um, and just how she interacts with the world, really. Um, and it's um, all boiled down to 11 minutes, so short and sweet, we think. So, um, when you say how she interacts with the world, um, she's quite well known. She is, yeah. Um, well, tell us how she's well known. <laughs> because she has danced in, in, in um, shows that are well known around the world. No? Yeah, she well I mean she's she's she has danced all over the world. She's yeah. danced um you know, she would be fairly probably more well known outside of Ireland than she is in Ireland. Um but obviously like her, you know, she's she's kinda getting bigger by the day as far as I can see, you know. Um she did study uh, in Europe and I know she would get a lot of support in France. Um and yeah, and like recently performed with her solo show Hope Hunt in New York. Um, I'm not quite sure if she's been to Canada yet. What do you know? Well, she's going to arrive on the big screen in Canada, or the little screen in Canada. They'll very, get her very after, after they see this film. They'll get her after they see this film, because she was a very captivating performer. So um, definitely, you know, as well as kind of getting to know her through the film, people will want to see her in flesh uh, when those shows are back on again. Uh, I think she's, she's definitely worth seeing in flesh, which is kind of where this film came from as well. It was from Cara and myself independently seeing this show, which is featured through the film, um, seeing it in, in seeing it in flesh in Project Arts Centre in Dublin during the Fringe Festival. And I think that's what kind of, you know, drew us both towards her independently. And then eventually our uh, fascination with her led us also to each other, and, and which led to this film. The title, Welcome to a White, uh, Bright White, Limbo. Where does that come from? That's a really good question, Austin. And surprisingly, no one has asked that. Um, I like, you know, there's there are many, many answers to that. You know, Una is not only like a dancer. You know, she's a 
She's a spoken word artist. She's a collage artist. Um, she writes an awful lot for kind of arts publications and dance. And it was just that, that one line that when I was doing my comprehensive research on her, um, you know, I was reading loads of articles, lots of things about dance, contemporary dance, because I was never, you know, I would never have been a big dance goer um, before I actually had, you know, seen Una's show and, and the shows that Fringe bring. So it was just this one line that really stood out to me in an article that she wrote. Um, and, you know, and, you know, I kind of questioned her about it. And it, it's very much kind of part of her Hope on show. Um, she transitions, I suppose, you know, the, the, her show, Hope Bunt, um, you know, the film is kind of based around the show as well as getting to know her a bit more. But she embodies a kind of young men through the show. Um, and I suppose that her whole, like, she's very kind of, she's, she's an observer. And this is the long answer to your question, but she's an observer, and I suppose that's where she kind of that's where she really creates her work in her dance. Um, and she really wants to get inside the bodies of these young men and kind of, you know, for herself as a performer, try and connect with these guys. And I suppose, you know, we talked about limbo an awful lot as we were kind of doing the interviews, and the limbo being, you know, the space between a performer and the audience and what happens in that space but also this particular group of characters that she was embodying in her show you know how can we kind of relate to them as young men um, and I, yeah I suppose it, you know it, 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 the answer could go on but I think it's, it's easier to watch the film in so many ways. <laughs> so in other words you're going to give me a 10 minute answer to an 8 minute movie. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there was an awful lot of um, yeah, there was there was a lot of conversation around just what it meant to kind of, you know, that ability to connect with your subject, but also to connect with your audience, and how do you do that as a dancer? Right, right. When you say she has been, she's probably better known outside of Ireland than uh, in Ireland, and you mentioned New York. Um, she's obviously been. Um, on major stages all over the world you're telling me then mm -hmm. so yes. you describe it as contemporary dance and of course there's a perception among the Irish that Irish, anything coming out of Ireland, Ireland that has someone has shoes on their feet is somewhere in the river dance vein but we're not down <laughs> <laughs> no we're not there yeah and I actually I didn't even ask her if she ever did go to Irish dancing classes she may have once many moons ago but I think she was lucky to get uh, to go to a school where dance was really appreciated right. and I think that's where her you know she she you know she she talked about you know you know school was kind of for other people you know in an academic sense and what she what she really got from school was this idea of dance and movement and moving away from the traditional Irish you know that that form of dance, right. um, and you know, and and really, it's an art form, um, and and she's really kind of paving the way as well for other artists. Now there are, there are plenty of dancers that have come before in the contemporary world in Ireland, but I suppose she's, especially for me anyway, she opened up the world of contemporary dance, um, even with limited resources, because. This type of dance in Ireland probably wouldn't be funded um, as much as it might be in France or Europe or, uh, you know, the US or Canada. And I'm, I'm not sure, but, um, 
you know, it, it is kind of just underfunded in in many ways. So it's a real commitment from from her and, and other dancers and artists like Una to, to kind of, you know, to forge through um, and stick with it, you know, mm-hmm. that's the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Switching gears somewhat, uh, the movie industry, your involvement in it, uh, how long have you guys been around and uh, what if you're coming with the portfolio, give us a little bit of background on that. Slada, you've been very quiet up. So I've... I'm originally from Bosnia, but I've been in Ireland for the last 25 years. Um, and for the last 13 years, I've been involved in, in the um, largely documentary uh, world um, of film in Ireland. Um, but I've also kind of, for me, it was actually two friends of mine that I met in secondary school here, both of whom are um, run a company, a contemporary dance company. It's, I think, thanks to them that I've developed the vocabulary for it. So um, Welcome to Bright White Limbo, I think, is my fourth or fifth dance film. I, I've, I've, as well as doing documentaries, I've sort of suddenly developed this sort of genre of producing dance films. Um, and this particular... Um, film was interesting for me because it was you know it was kind of the cross-section of the two worlds I had produced dance films but uh, this one was also a documentary so my two kind of worlds were colliding in this one and I think that that's I, I was personally finding that interesting um, and it's it's been you know it's done really well this this particular film it won best Irish short at the um, Virgin Media Dublin Film Festival this year it had its international premiere in Tribeca in New York it's continually being accepted by really very prestigious festivals so it's been um really great to see it kind of have a quite a a thriving life and particularly at this time when a lot of festivals are kind of being reconfigured and reimagined um it's nice to know that uh, this film kind of continues living um in that way but yeah for me it was uh it was this kind of combination of documentary and dance film genres that I have been working in the last 13 years. That sort of was was, was really fun for me. In many ways, uh, the short film is a bit like poetry is to a novel in that you have to achieve in a very short number of minutes what a full documentary can achieve in 90 minutes. That requires, I guess, a, a totally different approach to everything you do. Yeah, well, I, I work mainly as a as a documentary editor, and um, you know, so I, I you know, I, I I suppose I was kind of bringing, you know, kind of learning about the the dance world through documentary. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, I suppose when I started off, you know, I really wanted to kind of get to, you know get to know it as much as possible. We did an awful lot of interviews, audio interviews, filmed interviews, and, you know, yeah, it was quite the task to, <laughs> to get it down to those 11 minutes. Um, you know, you know, I, I personally could have went on, but I suppose, you know, we had the, the benefit of working with a great editor, Mick Mahon. You know, all the crew were brilliant on this film. Luca Truffarelli, the DOB, um, Barry Donlan helped us out with camera work as well, and... You know, when you have such a talented crew, um, you know, you want to put everything in there. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was a hard call. But I think you know, it was just like just trying to get to the nugget of of you know, kind of Una's performance, but also what it what dance means to Una as well. Um, right. And I think we captured that. You know, I'd I'd quite happily see a longer documentary <laughs> on on Una Doherty. 
um but but as a whole you know it's it's good it, it really felt like a perfect storm actually this film with the crew that we got to work with uh dhex and on sound as well so oh, yeah. um yeah it was well we're going to have to wrap up I'm watching the time here and I, it's been fantastic having a chat and the details again are hotdocs.ca is where you can get tickets uh, while the uh, screenings are virtual it means that you can be in any part of Ontario uh, from May 28th to June 6th is the when the official schedule is but the screenings will be available up until I think the 20th and again you can choose to watch at your own leisure in your own home at your own time under a package that you can get at hotdocs.ca and um, customise it accordingly um, thanks a million for taking the time it's been great chatting with you guys and the best of luck at Hot Docs thank you thanks, Austin.